If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What is up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, 21st October. I am your host, Amal Sain. Is joining me and joining me is, my words are all wrong already, my brother from another mother, Tim Gettys. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing so good, Tim. I love doing the show with you. It's been a very funny, tumultuous ride recently because every mm-hmm. Thursday, it's supposed to be me and you. But the last couple Thursdays, ever since we announced the Tim Tam Thursday uh thing is going to happen i haven't been on one with you so i'm very happy to actually be here with you we today. finally did it we finally did it tim, tim uh yeah do you always that. announce the date before the month and have i just yeah that's that how it, that's how yeah. we do it that's how we do it so in the u.s you do yeah. month date you do month day and then year in the uk we do day month year yeah it freaks everyone um, out freaks yeah it freaks, it freaks out. me out when i see it in the back end of all the like the work docs i'm like this is confusing. I have to change it. <laughs> this is um, confusing. But hey, we get it done. We power through, Kevin. That's how we yeah. do. Yeah, Tim, really I don't know. Uh, uh, you may remember from the one time we did do it, but the thing that I try and do is try and bring some relevance and importance uh-huh. to the day so people I know. Love it. So I'm going to 21st of October. Uh, Marty McFly and Doc Brown traveled forward in time from the year 1985 to the year 2015 in Back to the Future wow. Part 2. And they arrived on the 21st of October. Um, today is also National Witch Hazel Day, which is basically the day when they discovered they should be putting witch hazel in pretty much everything uh, skincare related. It's also, this is an excuse if you need it. Wait, hold on. Anyone? What the fuck is witch hazel? Witch hazel is like a, a herb, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's not fancy or anything. A so plant. Cool. It's plant, yeah. yeah. Um, today That's is actually also, also National Pumpkin Cheesecake Day. So if you need an excuse to eat a pumpkin cheesecake, now is it? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) I never do. Yeah, for all you fans of King K. Rule out there, it's National Reptile Awareness Day. So if you weren't aware, if you want to get aware of those reptiles, everybody. Yeah, it's also National Get Smart About Credit Day, um, which is the third Thursday in every October. So you might want to spend some time thinking about your credit. Uh, And it's also if you work in retail. It's National Get to Know Your Customers Day. So maybe, oh, you know, ask, ask a question to your customers. But try and gauge it. Try and gauge yeah. it. Because some people, they're just like, just shut up and give me my just coffee. stop, yeah. Um, and today is also Nintendo Direct's 10th birthday. That's that's wild. That's one of those facts that I hate hearing because it, it makes me feel very, very old. I remember. I, rem- I was there. I remember the, the Switch, this changeover, all the think pieces across mm-hmm. the games media of just like, what's Nintendo doing? They're not going to do their to? own E3 show. I was at the last E3 Nintendo showcase. It was horrible. Fucking horrible. And, I think it was the Nintendo Land one where they yep. ended with the Nintendo Land celebration and it was, <laughs> oh. So not and good. then and then they basically redefined how everyone speaks to their customers mm-hmm. with the uh, chocsetsu. There we go. Uh, today's stories include the Uncharted movie trailer, 
uh, the new Xbox Series X and S expansion cards, and DICE doubling down on one of Battlefield 2042's design decisions and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv forward slash Kind of Funny Games, we give you some news. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com forward slash you're wrong. Hopefully that won't be necessary. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnygames or roosterteeth.com. Or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games Daily. If you are playing games on Epic, make sure to use the Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite. You know you're playing those games. And that will help uh, support Kinda Funny games. And of course, to be part of the show, you can go to patreon.com forward slash games, where bronze members are above get to write in and silver members are above get the show ad-free along with the exclusive daily post-show. Mm-hmm. housekeeping i mean one time why can't it be a bad gamer sweeping i think it might actually be let a, let it be a bad gamer sweeping but you know you know what i'm going for here exactly. a little bit a little bit uh a, the man formerly known as kanye west yay um a new episode talking of... about that mask tam <laughs> nah it's just messed up i'm <laughs> Just leave him to it now. That's what I'm talking leave about. Leave him to it. Just leave him to it. He's getting his stuff done. Uh, housekeeping, uh, a new episode of Gamecast is up, and it features the head of Xbox Game Studios, the one and only Matt Booty. It's a real Fantastic interesting show. conversation. It's a real good show. I highly recommend it. Um, and in case you missed it, the second episode of The Arkham Files is already live over on YouTube.com forward slash kind of funny games, and it's all about why Batman Arkham City is the best at making you feel truly like Batman. And if you go to kind of funny plays on YouTube, you can, I think, watch the um, archive of Barrett um, playing through that game. If not, it will be on Twitch. I was watching it on one of those two the other day. So It's on um, YouTube.com slash kind of funny plays. I saw it's, it. it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and you can see Snowbike Mike's energy just go like, because it's like a 10 hour stream. And then it oh, comes yeah. back up yep. and then he finishes strong. That's classic mm-hmm. Snowbike Mike. Classic Mike. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Pranksy and Blackjack. And today we are brought to you by Canva and ButcherBox, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and what will forever be the Roper Report. It is time for some bloody news. We've got four stories today. A baker's dozen. First story coming in hot. We just did a react to it. It's the Uncharted trailer reveal for the movie. You get to see Tom Holland as Nathan Drake in action. Uh, the story comes from Eddie McCooch at uh, GameSpot, uh, the best video game website on the internet. Uh, Tom Holland will star in the long-awaited Uncharted movie from Zombieland director Ruben Fleischer, also director of the first Venom, which some people maintain is a good film. But no. I believe Kevin maintains is not a good film. You, wait, do you I think have, it's a good film? I have not seen it. Oh, because I looked Christ. at it and I was like, you know what? I like Venom as a character, so I'm going to pass on this one. I, I did that and too. And then work was like, no, you have to watch it. And I was like, come on, oh, guys. No. Let's make a stand no. here. Let's be the difference we want to see in the world. Yeah. And work so was if like, you s- no, too many views. If you see, obviously this is not a major story, but it does provide some good context if you're seeing it or are about to go in to see it. 
um, the trailer. In discussions with the film's director, Ruben Fleischer, he shared that he made the movie for both hardcore fans of the game and those who are not yet familiar with the franchise and believes that both will be equally entertained by this incredibly fun and action-packed film, Naughty Dog said in a blog post. Like the games, the Uncharted movie seems to be packed with action and one-liners. Yep. The Uncharted movie, which also stars Antonio Banderas and Mark Wahlberg, releases in theaters in February 2022. It's been a very long time coming, as Sony has been working on the film for a decade, with numerous different writers, directors, and actors coming board and on board and dropping out over the years. As for Tom Holland, he'll be seen in this December's Spider-Man No Way. I for Is that out in December? Oh, yeah. Good Lord. December 17th. Good Lord. Fingers uh, crossed. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. In terms of game franchises, the next release is Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which is coming to PlayStation 5 and PC in 2022. It includes updated versions of Uncharted 4 and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Uh, I'm going to quickly jump over to a question that was submitted by the one and only the nanobiologist who says, hey, y'all, we got the first Uncharted movie trailer and it's basically going to be a best of for the Uncharted franchise. Is this going to be too much for one movie like we get the infamous plane scene from three we get sam in the picture all while it's one of nate's first adventures this normally works for anime but for a live action retelling of a video game quadrology i don't know so in other words will the story be too rushed for people to fully enjoy what is normally a great fun indie like adventure indie being indiana jones what do you reckon tim i really feel like there's a disconnect between me and what people think the uncharted games are story-wise like mm -hmm. i don't think that uh that it's this grand epic story told across multiple games it's kind of like all right there's a couple thin threads that lead you where you need to go with great character banter and dynamics that relationships we care about right and seeing those relationships kind of shift and change and adapt to each other over time over these different adventures like that's kind of what the point is and the set pieces are the things we want to see you play the game to get to the set piece to have that wow this is so cool i'm playing this moment you watch the movie and you, you watch all the the conversations to get to the point where people are falling out of a plane you're like wow this is why i'm watching a uh, giant screen in front of me right like i don't think that there's going to be a problem of taking all these elements because it's not like any of these elements are that deep like it's kind of like oh the picture of sam like all right he has a brother like i mm. think that they can tell a unique story i'm not saying it's going to be great nothing about this movie makes me believe oh this story is going to be extremely solid but nothing about the game stories make me go this is this is storytelling you know yeah, I think I think that I'm right there with you. I think that a lot of people conflate the story and narrative with the characterization. And those are two very distinct things in the context yeah. of Uncharted. The like you say, I feel like Uncharted has a very threadbare story that is designed to pull these characters from one location to the next, while also creating some sort of through line that allows it to for you to follow along. But in those moments, the things that people most respond to and remember are the characters, the moments. You remember, I don't know, Nate in a jail doing sh the shadow puppets. You don't remember why he's in the jail that much. You know, it's mm -hmm. not, that's not the important bit. You remember MacGuffins. the one-liners. Yeah, it's all, it's all just MacGuffins and just nonsense stuff to get people there. Um, and that is what this seems like it's also going for. I, res I respect that as a whole. People start to, you know, the more time you spend with a character, the more their journey starts to hold weight in your mind. So if you have enough of these kinds of stories where they're character focused, threadbare plots, 
put them all together and you keep having them, you start to build the love of that story. Like I would also say the story of Frost and Furious is not all that interesting for the first three movies, four movies. But come fifth movie and you've had all this baggage, that's when I go, yeah, I like the story of Fast and Furious. It's important to me because the story of Fast and Furious isn't the actual plot. It's the journey of those characters. That's the thing, the difference and, between story and plot. Yes, exactly. And I think that's what gets conflated a lot when it comes to Uncharted, especially for like me and you, people like us who are, who are kind of uh, in, in, of that opinion. But it looks... I don't know. I think, like, uh, to, to Nano's point, I don't know if it's a best of. Uh, it, it is a best of. I don't know if they're doing that wrong. I feel like this is one of those things where, like, Andy mentioned it um, in the React, but it's like, like, go hard or go home. Like, do it now and do it while you can. Who knows whether there's going to be another one of these. So, you know, shoot for the moon and go, go for it. Like, we'd rather, they'd rather take the best bits that exist and make something that does well then like you know hold out and try and plan for this multi-movie kind of universe and eventually everyone goes the first movie sucked and they don't do it like yeah. i'd rather i'd rather that than then um i'd rather they go all out than hold off if you get what i mean yeah totally you know what i think my my real reaction to the this trailer um is that there's nothing about it that is egregious and there's nothing about it that puts me off like wow they really fucked this up or that up or because of this decision this movie is unsavable having said that there's nothing in this makes me go oh they're nailing it but i think there's still the chance for them too like i like that it started with the uncharted theme and i think that it's like oh cool if they actually use the theme in the movie like if we get shots of him standing in a desert and we get that theme as he's looking out i'm like that's something that does scream uncharted to me that is what that means to me um the the led zeppelin playing that's not going to be in the movie at least i hope that's not in the movie because that's not what uncharted is that is a very different tone that's a trailer that is them trying to sell mm -hmm. this to an audience that doesn't that isn't familiar with the games necessarily and is trying to pitch this as hey it's a summer blockbuster action movie right and i think that if they this trailer might have one tone, but the movie can definitely have another. And we see hints of it. I like seeing the character that I keep saying is Chloe. I'm not sure that it's Chloe uh, in it, but I like the the amount that we see her in the background of it because that makes me think, okay, we're going to get a lot of the dynamic between uh, Nate and her. And I think that that leads to a lot of potential to have a lot of very uncharted moments, which is what I'm looking for from the story, not plot of Uncharted. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I agree. Um, and the one thing I'll say is like, I've seen a lot of reactions to it and a lot of these reactions, especially the negative ones on, on Twitter and other social networks are clearly coming from people who are trying to agitate. So when you're out there talking about it, just keep in mind that people are trying to rub you the wrong way when it comes to this trailer. So just chill. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Whatever. Yeah. Um, next story, uh, Halo Infinite's PC details have been revealed via a new trailer. This uh, comes uh, from Eddie Makucha, the second best video game website on the internet, GameSpot.com. Uh, Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries has released a PC overview trailer for the upcoming sci-fi shooter. Video features insights from the sandbox uh, and PC-specific teams working on the game to speak about the PC edition. Buckle up, 343 said. So they said, we're not just shipping a port of the console game on day one. We really are building it from the ground up to be a great game for PC players who love to customize the experience the way they want it. That was from Joseph Stan of 343. Uh, the full video touches on a huge range of other elements of the PC edition, including ultra wide support, 
frame rate settings and a variety of other PC options like triple key bindings and many other different control configurations. The video also touches upon what 343 is doing to keep the battlefield clean through anti-cheat, while the developers also talk about cross-play and cross-progression with console editions of the game. Uh, they also confirmed that there will be individual unique ranked playlists for keyboard and mouse controller and crossplay, so players can see how they stack up against people using similar control setups. According to Microsoft, Halo Infinite was built from the ground up for the PC. It will have advanced graphic settings and support for ultra wide and super ultra wide monitors. Um, oh. And let's go. And additionally, 343 will apparently share more details about Halo Infinite's PC version at RazorCon 2021 today. And a couple of other things, as part of the announcements about the PC edition of Halo Infinite, they also revealed that it is working with AMD on bringing ray tracing to the game after launch, and Ooh. Raymond tracing is coming after launch. Uh, there is also a really cool Halo Infinite graphics card that you cannot buy. The GPU features a design inspired by the Master Chief Mark... What is that Roman numeral? Is that a four? I think that's a four. Uh, Mark IV Mjolnir armor, uh, including his 117 call sign and a Cortana blue light. The Halo Infinite GPU is not going to be on sale to the general public, but AMD, Halo, and other partners will be providing opportunities over the coming weeks for people to win one. Um, so long and short of it is there's a bunch of like specs, uh, minimum and maximum specs out there, but the takeaway is they are at least trying to build this game more around PC, um, players. Tim, you've been getting into PC player gaming recently. I imagine you're kind of where I am, where Halo is such a console experience that even you are like, nah, I'm, I'm sticking to, I'm sticking to no, controller. uh, the complete opposite actually, like me really? becoming oh. more of a PC player is directly tied to halo infinite like i have been absolutely loving the amount of customization options and how well it just works in my experience like when all the flights i would say i've been on pc 85 percent of the time and then on my series x 15 percent, and that was mainly just to be like what's the experience like on it and how does it differ um yeah i'm fully converted to, to pc for for halo infinite and i'm really excited for it um i am a little bummed about this news honestly like so much of this is great like to, to start with the positives like their support for things is unrivaled for any game i have experienced like they're the super ultra wide it's just it's worked I've experienced it, I've played it, it's awesome. And I can't say that about a lot of other games. The amount of customization options you have with controller, with just inputs in general, being able mm. to multi-bind keys and all that stuff. Like I am a broken record at this point, but I literally have been playing the game with a PlayStation 3 navigation controller in one hand and a mouse in the other. And it just lets me, and when I have a controller sitting next to me um, for random times, like when I get in vehicles, I don't like that. I can just switch to my controller and it just happens it just works yeah. like there is no switch over it just goes that is mind-boggling to me and they have been very very good about making sure that those little tiny things work well the bad side of this is i really want this game to be a next-gen experience to be this giant very exciting moment and I really am bummed that we're not getting co-op at launch for the yeah. campaign I'm really bummed we're not getting ray tracing at launch like it's not the end of the world. It is a major bummer to people like me. And I, I just think that it kind of sucks that after waiting this long for a Halo, having waited even longer for a, a traditional Halo, I'm, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it's kind of it sad that I'm looking at this and I'm like, do I just wait to play it later? 
Yeah, I think that that's the issue. Like, uh, in our minds, Halo is still that. In our minds, Halo is in the Halo Three era where the world stopped for Halo. Like for us, like you know, everything revolved around it, and it was one of the biggest launches of all time. And there was a level of like uh, kind of prestige given to it by Microsoft, right? It could, it came in like, and there was marketing around it, and it was just fully. Uh, featured package that came out and everyone was on the same playing field and everyone was talking about Halo and playing Halo and now we have this kind of like stumbling approach where part of it is coming out and you know it's got this feature is missing and you know visual features missing and then co-op's not going to be there and it's just I, yeah, I know exactly what you feel it's like you it's it feels no matter how good the game is and i'm sure it will be good it still feels like a half-assed release because of the piecemeal approach and the fact that we're not getting the whole thing to really sink our teeth into i honestly like i look i'm not a game developer but i am a strategist when it comes to marketing and stuff and i am bewildered that they are not keeping campaign for next year just put out multiplayer this year, let that have its own moment, and then release the Halo Infinite campaign later. That's even more things for Xbox to have marketing beats, to have the moments of everybody playing something, talking about something, and then you can just keep updating the, the multiplayer after that. Like that would just, that helps them with Game Pass, that helps them with so many different things, and it also would then allow the game to be complete with all the features. And I know yeah. that at some point it's like, well, is this feature or this feature really that big of a deal? And it's like, okay, sure, one by one, no. But when you add it all together, it's the experience. And it's the experience for a game mm. that is a flagship title for Xbox, like the flagship title for Xbox. Yeah, I, I think like the, the, I don't know why they didn't think of it that way because you get to, like the multiplayer based on all accounts, based on what I've played, based on what everyone's talking about is very good so far, based on the beta of it. And there's such an opportunity there to, by creating a distinction between uh, the releases in single player and multiplayer, to almost create a conversation and build positive momentum. Because you know when you release that multiplayer, everyone's going to start streaming it, everyone's going to start playing it, all the Halo pros are going to come out of the woodwork, and there's going to be a lot of discussion around it. And if it is what it seems like it's going to be, incredibly positive, that translates over to whatever the next Halo announcement is, right? And if that next announcement is a campaign, this is when it's campaign, the campaign's coming out, you build that forward momentum. Right now, where they're in a situation where they have that positive, positive discussion potentially coming for multiplayer, but at the same time, they now have a divisive element launching alongside of it. So instead of having a uh, going for the almost dead certain uniform positive discussion totally they've kind of muddied the water by having this thing regardless of like how good the campaign is there's going to be a debate about it right some people are going to like it some people are not going to be like not like it or there's going to be a back and forth so there won't be a clear conversation happening and if they had delayed the campaign until co-op had happened they would have had like smooth sailing for at least a few months and people would have like jumped in build up the positive um sentiment around halo and then the campaign launches and they've had the extra time to really try to polish it up but you're right it just doesn't it doesn't make sense why they did it this way it feels like they felt pushed and like they felt tight about getting it out because mm -hmm. and in, in doing so like in trying to do that they've kind of hit the middle of the road where it never it doesn't feel right in in or comfortable to anyone yeah, Which and I mean, at the end of the day, I, I know a lot of people are going to be like uh, talking shit about us and, and what we're saying here. But like, 
we don't know what this campaign is. The last yeah. time we saw the campaign, it didn't look great, and we haven't seen it since then. We are two months away from this game coming out. Yeah, I'm not is- saying that that's a bad sign, but I'm saying it's not a good sign. We don't know. Hopefully, at the event on November 15th, uh, that's celebrating Xbox's history. It'd be a perfect time to blow us away, show us a mission. I, I mean, I like yeah. I go back to old shit all the damn time, but like one of the most iconic E3 moments ever was that Halo 2 campaign debut where they just yeah. played a mission. They just let us see a mission, and it was incredible. They need to do yeah. that again, and it's different these days. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be like the most transformative thing ever. I think we can all expect it's not going to mm. be that. It's we're going to get more Halo, but all they need to show us is it's more Halo, polished Halo. Yeah, and and like for people who are like, why they're so fixated on this? Like, look back at the marketing for every Halo game up until this point. It has always had story front and center. Like, narrative is a core part of the Halo experience. Whether you think it's a good narrative or not. That doesn't matter. They always put story forward front f- front facing and compare it to what they have done with Infinite. And if you're a Halo fan, that should be ringing bells or setting off alarms in your head. I'm a Halo fan. And the fact that I know very little about the story and I've seen very little about the story is a red flag to me. And like Tim said, like maybe it will be fine and it will be amazing. But the fact that I've seen none of it is not encouraging which is kind of the main reason we keep coming back to it. But we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm looking in the chat. It's not even two months. It's one month and 15 days. Yeah. Yep. Damn. That is wild. That is wild. Um, but at but the I end hope- of the day, we multiplayer, we know it's going to be awesome. We've played it, and it's fucking yeah. incredible. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. And I'm excited for that. At the very least, we can all rest easy knowing there's going to be a good Halo multiplayer experience coming soon. Also coming soon, uh, relatively soon, is uh, new uh, expansion cards for your Xbox Series X and S via Seagate. This is coming from Jay Fingers at Engadget, who says you finally have a way to upgrade the high-speed storage in your Xbox Series X or S with more than one terabyte of extra space. Seagate has introduced a two terabyte storage expansion card that for the Series X effectively triples the capacity of next-gen games. It will cost 400 dollars when it arrives in early december nearly as much as the console itself but it might be worthwhile if you bristle at the thought of deleting games to make space there's also an option for those who need just a slight bump as seagate is launching a 512 gigabyte card in mid-november with pre-orders open now for 130 dollars that's still not a trivial expense, but it could be compelling if you have either an Xbox Series S and want to keep costs down or want just a little more breathing room on a Series X. The high prices are, for now, difficult to avoid. As with the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series X and S requires external storage as fast as the built-in SSD if you're going to run the latest games. That leaves vendors like Seagate little choice but to use cutting-edge NVMe drives it won't be surprising if price drops as costs of the technology come down, but that might not happen for a while yet. How are you getting on with your storage capacity? I know you talked about not being on like the Xbox that much, but um, is this something that interests you? I mean, it's definitely something that interests me. I am not spending that much money on this, but at the end of the day, the worst part about this news story is it is what it is. It's not like these are inflated prices that we can blame Microsoft for or anything. It's like NVMe SSD drives are expensive and they're great. They're fantastic. They're what allow us to have 
the next gen experience, whether it's on PC or uh, on console. So I can't wait for a day that these prices are way lower and that will come. I just don't think that it's anytime soon. And at the end of the day, I think that I'd rather have them have this as an option, at least sell it than don't sell it. So if people are desperate for the space, they can get it, but this is the price of these things and that there's no way around that. You're not gonna find this cheaper. Yeah, I mean, like, there's not much more to say about it. Like, it's kind of like a PSA. It's there if you want it. But yeah, this stuff is going to be expensive and it's going to stay expensive for a, for a little while. So I, I don't know. For me, I'm going to carry on doing the old uh, shuffling things back and forth. Um, I only really have one or two games on my main drive at a time because I'm not playing like four games at, at the same time anyway. So um, I, I'll survive. I'll survive. Uh, next story comes from Morgan Park at PC Gamer, and this, that is DICE affirms that Battlefield 2042 specialists are here to stay. Um, in a blog post published today, DICE talked about the biggest changes players should expect to see in the game following the beta. The, most, uh, the post immediately touched on the subject of specialists. For context, the specialists um, have been a subject of controversy with Battlefield 2042. Um, there are hero-like characters that replace the class structure, the classic class structure from past games. DICE acknowledged player concerns over the perceived lack of team play in the beta, which featured four playable specialists out of the total 10 planned for launch. During the open beta, we heard some feedback that specialists were limiting teamwork, and we wanted to address this concern head on, the post reads. DICE says the beta build that everybody played was missing numerous improvements to the user interface that are vital to team play and will be in the game at launch. The final game will apparently have clearer UI markers, denoting who needs healing and ammo, plus clear bonus points awarded for players performing support tasks. Transport assist, spawn support, resupply, and heal support were mentioned. And DICE is also saying that the full roster of 10 specialists will give players a better impression of how they work in the game. Uh, they said, now that all the cards are on the table, let us know what you think. More specialists should naturally mean fewer clones of McKay running around shooting grappling hooks. But DICE isn't backing down on allowing any of the combination of any specialists on a hero squad at all. We hear you loud and loudly on this topic. Uh, squad comp matters, the post reads. In Hazard Zone, we're keeping, this th keeping things tight and deliberate on squad comp. Specialist selection will be unique and we're not running with duplicates inside a squad. So long story short, they're sticking with specialists despite what people might be saying. And then there's other few things that, that they mentioned in the blog post specific to beta feedback that I said will be in the full game. That includes increased number of tanks that you will experience on Orbital. It's up from four to eight on PC, Xbox Series XS and PlayStation 5. They made changes to movement, adding strafe input to sliding and the ability to vault on moving objects and toning down jump spamming. Uh, a nearby grenade indicator has been added um, entry and exit animations are now shorter with some being removed entirely elevators have been fixed so that you see less funky behavior with the doors so it's kind of like a no two-pronged story no funky doors so it's kind of like a two-pronged story where the specialist thing is like this is the new battlefield this is how we're going to do it we're sticking with it um and then the other part of it is like the feedback some of the feedback to the stuff they're changing in beta is kind of alarming to me like it's like how did you not have that um like the nearby grenade indicator that feels like day one add that in and then like the uh, compass like vanishing when you ads is like wild to me which is kind of strange stuff but how do you how do you feel about the uh them doubling down on that stuff um i can't believe this game's coming out in a couple weeks 
like for this to be a news story that we're reading weeks away from this game coming out uh, is very shocking to me. Uh, the reception didn't seem too positive. I know uh, Mike and Andy were very kind of like, eh about it and that's not good especially in a fall that is as crowded as this one is with various types of first person shooters mm. uh battlefield really needed to stand out by it, its scale and epicness and everything and it seems to have done that in some ways but i think that the gameplay isn't backing it up and uh for them to be like hey we heard your feedback and like even things that like the specialists of like it's the same specialist like running all around it's like okay well if the scale and all this stuff is this big but you're seeing the same couple of people running around it starts to feel small again so it kind of mm -hmm. like is antagonistic to its own kind of goal um but i i don't know i i've said for a long time that i think this game needed to be on game pass and needed some type of like just inherent community from the get-go yeah. to to really be able to compete with uh the call of duty which you know is going to just sell gangbusters because it's call of duty we got halo infinite we got things that are free like fortnite and apex etc 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 it's like it's going to be complicated and for them to be coming out full price with this game with where it's at with the kind of just scuttlebutt going around about the the experience so far i don't know yeah, I'm I'm in the same place where we talked about this. Like every time I seem to do a, do a show, it's always some sort of battlefield news, and I'm still in the same place where it, this feels like they needed to hit and they need to hit hard. And from what I've seen so far, it doesn't seem like they've built the momentum, and they definitely don't seem to have a great deal of fans on side. People are kind of like puffing and puffing their way through all of these um, betas and like uh, updates and announcements and. Like I said, as always, like um, I I hope it does well. I never want to see a game like fail, and especially not one that I love, like the Battlefield franchise. So I hope they figure it out. But again, we'll see. It's mere weeks away, as Tim said, which is wild. But um, maybe they can maybe they can pull some pull some stuff off and make it come together in the last. And a lot of games come together right at the end, so maybe it's the same for that. We'll see. Okay. Before we head on, just a reminder that you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, it's time for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Canva. Design is such an integral part of making content, but dang, it's hard. Or it was hard until we started using Canva Pro. Now I can design anything like a pro on any device. You can choose from thousands of customizable templates or start from scratch. It's something I love. I love the, the options there. Being able to go just look at a bunch of templates. It's helped with a lot of our promo imagery that we have to make. And it really kind of makes me feel like I know what I'm doing. Uh, it makes me feel like a genuine Andy Cortez. You love to see it. And Canva Pro has endless premium fonts, photos, videos, and so much more that add your own personal spice to whatever you're designing. You and four teammates can design together, unlock everything Canva Pro has to offer for just $12.99 a month. You can design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash KFGD. 
canva.me slash kfgd to get your free 45 day extended trial and next up shout out to butcher box nothing beats quality meats and with butcher box you get more than just high quality meats you also get holistically sourced meat because butcher box always keeps the farmer the planet the animal and your family in mind gia blew my mind recently when she made a grilled buffalo chicken sandwich it was so good I love ButcherBox. Every month, ButcherBox will ship a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on your box type. It's a lot of meat. It's enough for 24 individual meals. The meat has no antibiotics or added hormones and is always packed fresh and shipped frozen for your convenience. Right now, ButcherBox is offering new members a 10 to 16-pound turkey free in the first box perfect timing for thanksgiving just go to butcherbox.com slash kfgd to sign up that's butcherbox.com slash kfgd to receive a free turkey in your first box b-u-t-c-h-e-r-b-o-x.com slash kfgd to get that free turkey Battlefield 2042 is still a few weeks away but tim if i wanted to know what is coming to mom and grub shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. It comes jingle. You going jingle, Kev? Thank you. There it is. There Sorry, it is. my mouth stopped working. That happens to me. Out today, we have Resident Evil 4 VR on Oculus Quest. I'm excited for that one. Uh, Sands of Aura on PC. Echo Generation for Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and Windows PC. Um, and it's got a simultaneous launch on Xbox Game Pass and Game Pass on PC. So you can play that now if you have a Game Pass subscription. Disciples Liberation for PC. Ever Tried, which I read initially as Ever Tired. And I was like, yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that is coming to PC and Switch. We also have Skull, the Hero Slayer for PC and Switch. Monomoles for Switch. Oh, Toy sorry. Soldiers HD for PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. The Switch version has been delayed. And Collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legends for PC, Switch, iOS, and Android. That includes Final Fantasy Legend, Final Fantasy Legend 2, and Final Fantasy Legend 3. Uh, Tim. Yes. Now it's time for the NVIDIA GeForce update. We're partnering with NVIDIA to keep you updated on all the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games from ray tracing to NVIDIA DLSS to NVIDIA Reflex. NVIDIA DLSS is now accelerating performance with uncompromised image quality in over 120 games and apps with even more being added every month, including God of War, uh, which is coming to PC on January 14th with NVIDIA DLSS and Reflex. Really, really excited to see how amazing this game's gonna look it already looked amazing now it's gonna look even better can't wait for that and an exciting announcement just coming in hot breaking news geforce 3080 tier is now a thing welcome to the next generation of cloud gaming the all new geforce now rtx 3080 membership unlocks up to 1440p at 120 frames per second gaming on pc and mac with ultra low latency that rivals local gaming 4k hdr on nvidia shield tv and 120 fps on select android phones upgrade your device to a geforce rtx 3080 gaming rig and gain exclusive 
exclusive access to RTX 3080 gaming servers, the longest session lengths, and RTX on. Founders and priority members can pre-order today. And an exciting thing, next week, we're going to be streaming Guardians of the Galaxy. Andy's going to be doing a playthrough, potentially a full playthrough, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Very excited to see all that stuff. Trying something a little bit different uh, with some of our streams, doing a full playthrough over multiple days. So let us know what you think about that. Anyways, back to you, Tam. Hit me with some of them deals of the day. Absolutely. Uh, a couple of deals. Uh, Kingdom Hearts all-in-one package PS4 is uh, close to $20 on Amazon, GameStop, and Walmart. So if you are excited about Sora and Smash and you want to know what the deal is with this little lad and his giant key and big feet, that's what you want to play. Mm -hmm. um, and then there is a Halloween game sale on PSN where games like uh, Resident Evil Village, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 Remake are discounted as well as... Friday the 13th, Until Dawn, Outlast, Doom, Doom Eternal, The Even, the Evil Within, 1 and 2, and a bunch more. And it's billed as a Halloween sale, but there's just a bunch of random games in there that are also discounted. There's Metal Gear Solid 5 is in there. Uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is in there. Borderlands 3 is in there. So even if you're not in the mood for getting spooky games, you should check the sale out anyway. There might be something else that you're up for. Um, now, uh, let's go over to... We did not read them out earlier. You're wrong. So let's see if we were wrong about anything. Were we wrong about anything? Impossible. Absolutely not. Oh, no. We were wrong about a few things. Missed mm. date. Missed date for today is also Carrie Fisher's birthday. Mm. Uh, rest in peace. Um, Sophia Ali is confirmed to be Chloe Frazier as awesome. uh, IMDb. That, uh, that first one Very came from cool. Kebabs, and Nano says that about um, uh, Chloe. And Nana also says the Halo graphics card is based on the Mark 7 armor, not the Mark 4, which is the Mjolnir armor he's wearing in Infinite, my bad. And then Dan H says 343 already said uh, they will 100% show campaign footage before the launch and they're just heads down at the moment. Uh, that's why we aren't seeing it. I'll believe it when I see it, Dan. November 15th, it's happening. We will see. Um, tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Janet. Uh, if you're watching live after this, you'll be able to enjoy Mike, Joey, and Kevin streaming Escape Room. And if you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kindoffunnyplays. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv forward slash kindoffunnygames, we run you through all the nerdy news you need to impress that person on Tinder that you've been trying to get in with, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Uh, we have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level on patreon.com forward slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat. Hell yeah.